The Grow My Cleaning Company podcast helps owners of cleaning companies just like you to grow your company and yourself so you can make more money and finally get the time and money freedom that probably got you into this business. Discover how to automate and create systems that allow you to grow like crazy without losing control. If you dig the show and want to show some love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. It really helps. Enjoy the show. Well, hello, hello, everyone. Hi, Clean Nation. Tracy Thompson here, and I am joined today uh, by Mr. Gregorio. I'm not even going to try to say his last name because I'm sure I'll screw it up. Even though I've known Gregorio for a while, I'll let him say it because he's better at it than I am. Uh, Mr. Gregorio here is from Vancouver, Canada. Busy Moms Vancouver Cleaning. Did I say that right? Busy Moms Vancouver Cleaning? Yep, 100%. Awesome. And you can say your full name now because I don't want to mess it up. Yeah. So my full name is Gregorio Shuminsky. There we go. See, this is yeah. why, exactly why I didn't try it. <laughs> so it's best that way. So, Mr. Gregorio, you are uh, one of our amazing uh, longtime clients. We've been with us for a while and we've been trying to have this podcast for a bit. So, this is long overdue that we got you finally here. And I really am excited about sharing some of your journey. And uh, I think we need to start off with the more obvious thing. And that is that you are very young, maybe younger than even most people might guess. So maybe you can share with us when you came to us, when you first started yep. with us, how old were you when you first started? Uh, 20, 21, something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, I think you were right. Just barely 21. Yep. So um, that's amazing. You are now running this company at such a young age and I want to kind of go back, like, let's take you back and share with everyone here in Clean Nation. When you first came in, you came in with your, your father, you and your father came into the program with us. What, what would you say is the biggest reason why you and your father decided to come to Grow My Cleaning Company? Like, take us back to that space and time. <clears throat> Tell us about the business back then and what prompted you to come to us. Yeah. Um, let me see. So the whole reason we came, uh, was we know that uh, we were in a pretty good spot, uh, and there were issues that we were dealing with and we had no idea how to deal with them. No idea how to solve them. Uh, stuff that kept us up at night, you know, payroll was a big thing. Like not everyone paid at the same time or like the BS. Oh, I forgot. I'll write you a check later next week or next month. And next thing you know, four months later, they're you know, they're paying for, you know, the balance on four months ago and you're still chasing them. So we had those sort of things like, you know, the average thing of payroll. Uh, we didn't have any employees. It was all family run and the drama that goes along with that. And, you know, I was going to say, I wanted to ask yeah. you about that because I know we have a lot of people out there that run their business with their family. And that is something that we don't talk about a lot. I think on this yeah. podcast, and it's really important. Um, so going back to that time when you first came in, and I know you were predominantly family run. Um, how has that changed? Well, like, tell me some of the challenges, like share some of the sh challenges that you had with a family run business that perhaps Clean Nation out there, if you're running a family owned business, maybe you'll relate to those. 
Well, um, like I said, it's family, right? So if somebody didn't want to do something, uh, you know, there, you know, there would just be arguments, right? Instead of that relationship with employee boss. So there's that natural respect. Mm-hmm. Not to say that we didn't respect each other, but you know, it was a different relationship. You could say what was on your mind. And the difficult part is when you're, when you have a vision for your business and then you're dealing with family that doesn't share that same uh, vision, whether they're on purpose or not. Um, That's the difficulty, you know, just like having to deal with that day in and day out mentally, that's a big strain as well Um, because you're trying. And then all these people are like, it just seems like they're holding you down. I, I right. feel you. And I know that that's, it's, it's a particularly, it's a different type of challenge because as you said, you, um, when you first came to us, you had the traditional challenges of, of most businesses that are growing and that, you know, hiring and payroll and clients not paying you on time and whatnot, yeah. but then you add the family dimension to it and it can be, it can be very challenging. So when you came in um, to grow my cleaning company, what did what was the first thing that you and your father learned or or had that aha moment that was really the turning point where you felt like, okay, this is really going to make a difference? What what was that first aha? Well, as simple as it as simple as it might sound, it was like, oh crap, like there's <laughs> other people like us. Right. And we've seen like when we joined Elite um, and we saw, you know, the people kind of toward the end of their journey in Elite or like moving on to next level and all that. It's like, oh, wow, there's more to this. Right. And people are getting out of it and, you know, really having their business, having their businesses serve them and them not being a slave to their business. And something that really inspired me, I think one, one or two times there was like, a, I think Spencer or there was another person that was, you know, in the millionaire masterminds. And I'm like, crap. Like I heard his story, Spencer's story. And I was like, well, Spencer was sort of in the same situation. And now he's in a completely different situation. Right. And he did that, I think in five or six years, something like that, maybe sooner. And I was like, okay, if I, if all I have to do is just be consistent and do what I say I'll do, I will get there. Absolutely. Right? And the more, the more I can be disciplined with that, it's really not that hard, the faster I'll get there as well. So that's really the biggest thing that we noticed. Well, I think a lot of, I just so, because I've known you for so long, one of the things I want to point out, and this is so important, and you know, I'm a mindset coach, I'm a high performance coach, so I'm always focused on mindset. But I would say that that's one of the big things I, if I can toot your horn, it was like you and your father have always adopted this. We're not going to give up attitude, like mindset wise. And you're very young, but you have always subscribed to that. Okay. There's no giving up. There's no going back. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to, um, just throw in the towel. I know you had hiring challenges, for example. I remember when you came on, you were like, nobody wants to work. Uh, nobody has a car. <laughs> we yep. can't figure There was a lot of challenges around hiring outside of your family, of course. And I'd love for you to share with everyone from a mindset perspective, like how did that 
How did that shift for you? What, what do you feel like helped you get to that next level, especially with hiring, which is so challenging for so many people? Yeah. I mean, like you said, you, we've adopted from an early, I mean, probably longer than I could remember, like, don't give up, just keep going. Right. Um, I think uh, Tom Hanks has a quote that says this too shall pass. And it's like, just knowing that nothing is temporary or nothing is uh, everything is temporary. Yeah. Right. So it's going to pass, right. Any heartache, any, you know, you know, massive disaster that's happened to your business or whatever, or you've gone personally through, as long as you keep going, that's going to pass. Right. And it's just going to add to who you are going forward. Right. You're just going to be stronger. And um, kind of diving deeper into the hiring uh, aspect of it. Yeah. I mean, there were moments where we were spending like 1500, 2000 in hiring on Indeed, and we weren't getting a single applicant to show up for the interview. And I think it went on like that for a couple months, maybe three. And um, I mean, I just stepped away from doing a, a group interview a few hours ago and I had nine people show up. Wow. Um, which is huge. And uh, I think out of the nine, seven or six or seven of them were drivers. And if you hmm. live in the Vancouver area or close to the Vancouver area, you know how expensive it is. So 50% of the people don't even have cars here because uh, I mean, the type of job that they're applying for, right. um, most, most of them can't afford it, but to have that sort of turnout, right. Mm-hmm. in a, you know, snap of a snap of a finger, uh, is really big. And, uh, yeah, it took something, right. It took months. It took being on the mindset calls with you, Tracy, because, you know, as, as, as much as we adopt the mindset, it's, you always need to have a structure. You always need to have somebody in your corner, mm-hmm. um, that's there and says, Hey, you know, Hey, monkey mind. Yeah, no, <laughs> you know, this is what you got to focus on, right? And yes. coupled with Mike's uh, tactical training on uh, on his calls, you got that mindset. So you're just like, yes, okay, we can get through this and it's not going to be forever. This too shall pass. Mm-hmm. And then you have like the technical aspect of, uh, okay, this is what I need to get done, right? So, yeah, I, I it's, it's really not... <laughs> I, have you ever watched like those YouTube clips or TikTok or whatever? And they're like, just stick to one business. Don't give up. And it's like, it's very surprising how true that is. Right. And I know, I know there's a, quite a few people that, and I was like this as well, like from the age of probably 13, 14, I started like a t-shirt company. And then like I did stuff on Instagram. I, I joined like this. Uh, anyway, all these, a couple different startups and even producing like my own TV show and that sort of stuff. But the problem was I was doing it all at the same time Mm. and it was only getting, you know, five, 10% of my attention with everything that I was doing versus like peeling all of that back, putting it in a corner and saying, okay, this is what I'm going to focus on. That's also a big thing as well. Right. Focus is everything. Yeah. And I mean, it doesn't always have to be like, you're going to focus on one business for the rest of your life. You can, if you choose to. And um, I think anyone that's in business, I mean, at, at least in, in, in this program is probably of the mindset of like, okay, I'm going to build this business to serve myself mm-hmm. and not be, you know, a slave to it. Yes. So I think with that, you get to a certain point where you can go start another business or go on vacation for six months or, you know, that sort of thing. Um, 
which I think ultimately in business, um, I think people that start businesses like a level of control and a lot you know, a level of like leadership and wanting their, wanting to build their life to a certain level. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that just kind of goes hand in hand being able to just say, yeah, we're just going to drop everything and go away for a month. Hey, amazing people, you may have noticed we don't sell a dadgum thing on this podcast. We don't allow ads. The only ask that can ever have of you guys is if you dig the show for you to spread the word and share so we can change as many lives as possible. Literally, it'll take you five seconds to give us a great review, and I can't tell you how much I appreciate you as a listener and value the gift of your kind words. Now, back to the show. And I I think that's the entrepreneurial dream is to finally have a business. I mean, that's why most of us left corporate. Those of us who did, you didn't. But many of us leave our the J-O-B market to become entrepreneurs and business owners because we wanted freedom. That was the whole intention to begin with. And then we find ourselves oftentimes, you know, unintentionally the opposite. We, like you said, Having a business that serves us was the intention, but the reality became, uh-oh, I'm really serving this business. It's it's consuming me. I can't walk yeah. away. I can't take a vacation. I haven't taken a vacation in five years, you know, that kind of thing. And especially when, it, when the whole family's involved and it feels very, it can feel very um, almost claustrophobic. Like, how do we get out of this? I remember how much of a struggle in the beginning hiring was, for example, Um, especially when you were breaking out of just having family in the business to having employees and then the challenges that came with, oh, nobody's driving. And so now you have this, this system. So it's a hiring system and training. We were just on a call earlier about how you bring people through this core values matched, um, hiring, training, and cultivating system. And it's such a a beautiful thing. Now having a nine people show up at your group interview and have knowing that you are never going to be a slave to any of your workers or the business is such a refreshing. And you were getting ready to come to Vegas. You're going to come uh, to Vegas and step away from the business for probably at least a week. And you have that freedom now, which is absolutely everything. It's such an amazing thing that you've gotten to do this at such a young age. So what would you say to to Clean Nation out there? What's the one big myth that you would like to bust about the cleaning industry? Like people that believe something about the cleaning Mm -hmm. business that you think is just like you maybe used to believe, you used to believe, that is now you know better then do you can share some wisdom what's a Mm. myth that people have believed in i think my mind goes to uh being somebody okay so if you're an entrepreneur right most of the time the reason you're there is because you want to have a better life right Right. better business serve people better better product what have you Mm -hmm. but along with that which is kind of like the curse of being an entrepreneur is you feel like you have to do everything Everything's reliant on you. Everything goes on your shoulders. And even when you have like a few thousand pounds of, you know, different things, you're doing 30 jobs all at the same time. You're like one more and one more. And heaven forbid, 
you go and you start another few businesses, yeah. you'll probably kill yourself. But <laughs> that's, that's the, I think that's the Achilles heel with, with entrepreneurs. We do that. And I don't think we necessarily realize in every aspect that we do that in. And I think that can kind of, not kind of, I have to stop using that word. What that goes back to is really not having trust in the people around you, or at least not, you haven't taken initiative to build a team that you trust, Mm. right? right? That is probably the most important thing you can do. If you learn that skill to really just like let go, trust people, and give them, you know, like bite-sized pieces to, you know, not to confuse them and all that. Um, you can really, in a short amount of time, you know, six months to a year or even sooner, be completely hands-free from doing anything. And this, I want to go back to that trust. So when, and this is a big hot button, you're you're right. Uh, a lot of entrepreneurs have a hard time with trust or like trusting somebody with their clients, trusting them with their accounts, trusting yeah. them in general, right? Um, but I think what's important to share with everyone is how important to you and your father core values was that whole process of yeah, well, how do I trust this person? How do you know that that's a person you can trust? Maybe you can talk a little bit about core values and how that's factored into this amazing team that you've built. Um, well, to be honest, I think Mike has the has probably like the best um, basis to build that off of. And I say basis because, of course, everyone has a different set of core values and you have to add your own to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the layouts especially like, for example, um, when you're hiring, right? Making sure that, you know, you have the first step, which is the group interview and then the one-on-one and then the working interview. And then after that, you know, are the next steps. And really, especially in the beginning, having a keen eye on how's this person, how's this person um, acting, right? Not just what they say, but how they, how they respond to different things that come up, a problem, um, how they're, how they're treating the other people that are, you know, there with them. I think um, my dad, he tells me this uh, story uh, a few times um, because originally we're from Poland. And uh, if anyone knows anything about Polish history, there's a lot of Jews in Poland. And one of the things that they would famously do if they're hiring somebody at a, uh, in their business, they would take him out for dinner hmm. and they would see basically how much food is left on their plate. And they would be able to tell if this person's going to be like somebody that's uh, easygoing or not based off what kind of foods they left on the plate or if it's completely clean, right? <laughs> it's, it's interesting, but psychologically, it makes a lot of sense. A very smart thing to do. So I kind of adopt that as well. I look at... Um, I'll give you a real life example today. Um, I had three of my three of the people that showed up for the group interview were late. One was a minute late, the other one was five, and the other one was 17 minutes late. And I had six that showed up early, they were on time. Wonderful. One of the six that was arrived on time, after the interview, I noticed that he left his umbrella. And you might say, oh, you know, he left his umbrella. And you might want to just take a second to look. It's like, okay, all right. So I called him. I was like, hey, did you leave your umbrella? He left like two minutes 
you know, prior. And he's like, oh, yeah, thank you. And he came back for the umbrella. And he mentioned that, oh, he, he's always forgetting his umbrella everywhere. Uh-huh. Right. So psychologically, now that I'm thinking, okay, he's not completely out. I'm not, of course, I'm, I think, you know, he's a core values match. I'm going to invite him to the next step. However, if he's saying that he's leaving his umbrella behind and everything, my mind goes to, okay, if he's leaving his umbrella at places and he doesn't know where it is, what else is he forgetting? Mm. Is this person that, that's prepared? Is this somebody that I'm going to be able to trust? Simple yeah. things like that, right? Yeah. People are going to show themselves, mm. you know, their true selves to them. And the important thing is not to make them wrong for it. I, I believe in, you know, don't make anybody wrong or right for anything. It's it's it really if you live your life from a performance um, view, okay, what worked and what didn't work, you're going to find that your stress goes down you're not going to be worrying. You're not going to be, you know, frantic or anything like that because you're looking at, okay, the way that this house was cleaned. Perfect. It worked the way that this team cleaned this house. They missed a few things that doesn't work. Okay. What do you, what do we have to do to resolve it? So if you look at that way, and then you also talk to your employees that way, they're not going to seem like, Oh, they're in trouble or anything like that and mm-hmm. become unmotivated, they're going to be like, oh, okay, this is a problem. And Gregorio is giving me, uh, and they might not even know this, but really what I'm doing on a psychological level is giving them the power to say what they're going to do about it to fix it. So you're empowering your people and hiring good core values match people to begin with. So as yeah. that's what I'm hearing. And, and I know that that's been a fantastic process for you of, of really integrating your core values in that whole process and then refining it. And here you are with this amazing team now and a a growing business. And just, just for reference, from the time you started till now, how much has your business grown? So we went from, well, when we started, we did commercial and residential, Right. right? Now we're just residential. Right. So with residential, once we, you know, made the switch, I think we were making like 10, mm-hmm. 10, 11,000 in reoccurring. Now, um, well, January, we lost a few. However, it's right around the 30 mark a month. Nice. So you right? 3X'd your residential. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, that's that's huge. That's very, very big. And And listen, it's all about core values and systems. And never giving up. I love that mindset of just never give up. I think a lot of, of cleaning company owners out there have, share that. They they don't want to give up. They're still committed. But it does mean doing something different. You can't bang your head against the same wall over and over and expect different results. So we do have to yeah. do something different. Um, fantastic. So as we wrap up, what's one piece of advice? If you had to give one piece of advice to Clean Nation out there, what would it be? What's the one tip or uh, piece of advice you'd give? Um, core values is everything. And I would adopt the, the mindset of I'll find a way. Yeah. I'll figure it out no matter what. Yes. I don't give up. Right. Absolutely. I think that's the most important. Yeah. I totally agree with you 100%. Well, thank you so much, Gregorio, for being here today. You're amazing. And everyone out there, if you're thinking to yourself, listen, you know, 
Mr. Gregorio at 21 years old, he came in, he's crushing it. He's doing it. If he can do it, you absolutely can do it too. And if you're ready to grow, you're ready to take your business to the next level, let us help you. We're here, right? That's that's what we do. We build this community around you and our uh, really, truly, I think we didn't talk about this, but aren't the people amazing, the, the other co-owners that you talk to every day? Yeah. Aren't they amazing here? 100%. There's so many things that I wasn't able to figure out on my own. And because I had that community, I figured it out in a few weeks yes. versus years. And we share. This is this is the thing that I think is is incredible. Of course, Mike is amazing and the program is amazing, but having a community of of other company owners that are not treating you like a competitor. You are here to share best practices with each other too. And that really makes a difference. So if you're thinking about that, please reach out to us, talk to one of our amazing coaches. You can go to growmycleaningcompany.com forward slash talk and book a call, talk to someone, get the help that you need. All right. Well, thank you so much, Gregorio. We will talk to you again soon. Thanks everybody. Bye. Well, here we are at the end of the podcast and you made it. Great job. Uh, I've got a little bonus for you before for sticking through with me, but like I mentioned before, if you got value out of this podcast and you want to show a little love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Spotify, wherever the heck you're listening to this thing, share with a friend, share the love. And as a special thank you for those of you that stuck with me to the end, how about I give you my personal phone number so we can text? It's a great way for me to get to know you, your business, your goals personally. So shoot me a text now, 602-932-6431, 602-932-6431. I am the only one who responds to these texts, and I will personally respond to everyone I possibly can as long as uh, this number is manned. I uh, don't know how long we're going to keep this at the end of the podcast, so grab it now, 602-932-6431. Give me a text, say hey, can't wait to meet you.